hot mess mamas. I know what it feels like to chase your kids all day, drown in laundry, and put yourself last. I know what it feels like to look at the Pinterest moms and the perfect feeds and feel inadequate. But I want you to know that you don't have to feel that way because motherhood isn't perfect. It's beautifully imperfect. I'm here to help you let go of the stress of making motherhood something it's not meant to be for you and creating a super vibrant side to motherhood that fuels your heart and empowers your kids, but makes it more productive and effective for you. Hi, I'm Michelle Bird, and I'm here to walk you through simple, practical hacks that are going to make your life much easier and create more time and space for what actually matters. Fun! Fun forever memories with your kids. So hand out those afternoon snacks and toss in a load of laundry. Who are we kidding? Let's dig in. With oils, I feel like that you were like, oh, off the top of my head, here are like three different options. I feel so overwhelmed, I think it is, with essential oils of just knowing which ones to use for what. Do you have any hacks or tips to make it easier and more approachable to using oils? Yeah. For sure. And I've definitely been there. I felt that way too in the beginning. Again, I've been doing this for almost over a decade. So if you're new to the essential oil world, don't worry, I've got you covered. <laughs> I was new once too. And I still feel new at times, even though I've been using them for so long, but I just keep learning new and amazing things about them. And they do, they have endless capabilities. I'm surprised all the time of the results that I still get on a daily basis. And with an essential oil, if you're using a pure one, you can't really go wrong. Like you're always doing something positive for your body and you might be surprised. Oh, I had wild orange and frankincense on hand and that's all I had, but actually had a headache and I put it on and it worked. So they're very versatile. They can be used for a lot of different things. So while there's like these factual clinical approaches to using essential oils and the company I love has established its value like in this clinical area. I'll just talk a little bit about this because this is kind of important. I feel like if we're not having a conversation about purity, then we shouldn't be having a conversation about essential oils because it's that important. And so having an essential oil company that you work with that has withstood the scientific scrutiny and the consistency and the purity and the effectiveness, that is huge because you're putting these on your kids and your babies, but there's a different value and purpose when we as moms decide to use them in our homes. And as long as you're okay with trying new things, it's like anything, right? There's a little bit of a learning curve. You're going to learn as you go. You can benefit from using essential oils. In my community, we do a lot of education opportunities. And so we never want anyone's collection of oils just sitting in their drawer at home, not getting used and collecting dust. Whether you're new or not, I'm going to share my top three hacks for using essential oils, but this comes from my free 45-minute essential oils made easy virtual workshop, and so you can find that on my website at HeidiBrom.com. There's two M's, like in Mary, and it revolves around how to use them on and around you. So the hacks I'm about to share only pertain to the quality of essential oil. I would refer to as a medicinal 
or a pharmaceutical quality. There's really no regulating or governing body when it comes to essential oils. And so you really have to rely on the company and their claims. You have to know where your essential oils are coming from because 80 to 90% of the essential oils on the market are adulterated or synthetic. And in my opinion, that is criminal. It's cheaper for them to use a synthetic. The more raw material you have in your end product, the more expensive it's going to be. And so I don't want anyone using toxic essential oils in any of these ways I'm about to share. So that's kind of my disclaimer. But if you look at working with essential oils, the three hacks are <laughs> summed up in one sentence. Okay. So this is my biggest hack, but I'm going to break it down. Get them in, on, and around you a couple times a day. That's it. In, on, and around you. So those are the three things. That's a great place to start. And so the first hack is to get them around you. Everyone humor me for a minute. And if you can drive one-handed, take your pointer finger and your thumb of the other hand and pinch right above the bridge of your nose. Okay, got it? So right under that, right under your fingers, that's your olfactory nerve. And so you can take your fingers off now because everybody's staring at you like, what is that person doing? But this nerve sends messages to our brain which in turn sends messages to our entire body. Sometimes people think it's hokey to say that oils can affect the body just by smelling them, but that's why it's called aromatherapy, right? They've studied this. And so as an example, when you go to the dentist and they need to sedate you, they used to do this. I don't know if they still do, but they would put laughing gas, right? And ask you to breathe through the mask because it affects that olfactory system. So in as little as 30 seconds of breathing in the compounds through the mask, that gas triggers that olfactory nerve, and it sends the signals to your body to help you relax and even feel euphoric. And so that's actually the fastest way to access the brain. This happens the exact same way with natural compounds found in essential oils. So when we breathe in these compounds from oils, they hit that olfactory nerve, that part of the brain, right? That sends signals to the body. And this can also happen in as little as 30 seconds with essential oils. So there are a few ways to use oils around you, like aromatically, you can put a drop in your palm and rub them together and just cup your hands over your nose and you can inhale deeply. You can use a few drops in a diffuser that's going to disperse. It's going to mix the oil with water and that's going to disperse like this ultra fine mist with essential oils into the air, or you can just breathe them right from the bottle. So this is great to do if you're stressed. Wild orange is a good one for that. You can do this with an immune blend that I'll share with you, kind of what's in my favorite ones. But this is going to help purify the air. Even if you're having respiratory issues, it's going to help open up the lungs, right? Because it's going to affect the air around you. And so this is a great way to affect the entire space. Everyone in the room is basically benefiting because they're breathing it in and it's also helping destroy those airborne pathogens. So getting them around you, it's probably the easiest way. And that's my first hack. The second one is getting them on you. So you can actually apply some oils directly to the skin. The biggest safety concern here is skin sensitivity. So I recommend you dilute your essential oils with a carrier oil, like a liquid coconut oil or a jojoba oil. That is just as effective and it helps your oils last longer. You can apply these topically on your kids. And if you're taking a bath, if you're having your kids take a bath, you can mix your oils with Epsom salts. And so use that as a carrier and then add that mixture to the water. If you don't do that, the oils in the water are going to separate and it probably isn't going to feel the greatest. So we don't want 
we don't want that to happen. We want to use a carrier in the bath too. So I'll do that sometimes when my kids are having a little gunky, you heard of steam baths, right? Steam showers. You turn on the steam or whatever and let it, you can do that too. You can put an oil in the bath and just have your kids kind of sit in the steamy room. But with oils, topically, you can put it where it hurts. Or if you're not sure, you can put it on the bottoms of your feet. This is great, especially for kids because they tend to have more sensitive skin. And so the bottoms of the feet are the least sensitive areas of the body. Oh, that's good. You just want to make sure, yeah, that you're keeping it away from their eyes. You don't want to put oils in your ears or any crevices that the oil shouldn't be in. But for anything like, you know, dry skin or rashes or joint or knee pain or headaches, you would just take one to two drops, mix it with a little bit of that carrier oil, that liquid coconut oil, and just apply it directly to the area of concern. I'm also a huge fan of layering my essential oils. So I mentioned layering protocols on the spine. And so we have a book that literally tells us what oils to use for immunity, for emotional support, for respiratory, you know, for hormones, for detox. It's got a bunch of them in there. And so, yeah, I do that one that I do every week, just kind of during the winter months to keep them healthy and strong. So my second hack is to get them on you. Okay. So we did get them around you, get them on you. And the third one is get them in you. And I have to go back to my disclaimer, right? I would only ever use a pure oil this way because of what we talked about earlier with most oils being adulterated or synthetic, but those oils that can be safely ingested as a dietary supplement, they will be sourced purely and quality tested for potency, and they will have a third party validation to prove it. So they will have a nutrition fact label on the bottle. And here's the thing. I know this is kind of controversial and I have an entire presentation on internal uses, but just because I do it doesn't mean that you have to do it. You can just stick with topical or aromatic, but a pure high quality essential oil will have been verified biologically effective by an independent university. And so basically what that means is they have made sure that the essential oil is effective and it creates a positive response in the body versus stopping or inhibiting pathways that should have been activated, which would suggest adulteration. Synthetic or adulterated oils will either produce no biological response in the body, or they will have a negative response in the body. So I suggest working with a brand that you can trust, something that's been tested and verified. And even though you might not be able to tell the difference, your body can. And so you want to make sure you're getting that gold standard. Right. You can probably tell the difference with how you feel afterwards too, how your body is reacting to the pure one that hasn't been adulterated versus one, which has clearly been (laughs) added synthetics and so forth. Yeah. It's pretty common in the industry. You want to make sure you're getting what you're going to be beneficial. The one with the most health benefits, basically. I mean, because that's why you're doing it, right? But my third hack is to get it in you. And so this is especially helpful in acute situations when you're having any digestive concerns, you're experiencing nausea or stomach ache or having heartburn issues or maybe allergies, you know, like seasonal allergies or immune concerns. And so you can take one to two drops of essential oil and you can put it in a glass of water and gargle with it. You can put it in almond milk or a bit of honey on a spoon. I've done this with my kids where I'll make like a little cough syrup with just honey and lemon and lavender. I do a little bit of peppermint. Peppermint can be kind of strong. And so they'll just use that as like a cough syrup. If you don't want to taste it, some of them don't taste the greatest and we're not really taking them for the taste, right? We're taking them for the health benefits, but you can put your oils in an empty veggie capsule. You can actually buy those empty, open it up, put your oils in. I like to put a little bit of liquid omega or olive oil in my capsules. It's a carrier oil. And then you would just swallow that like you would for sore throats. We mentioned gargling. You can put one to two drops in a shot glass of water and then have them gargle and swallow. 
those are my three hacks, getting them in on and around you. And if you're just starting out or you get easily overwhelmed, let's say you have a collection of oils, I would pick three, just pick three oils to start this way of getting them in on and around you. Most people I work with get a medium-sized collection of oils, so they have a good variety of things to pick from, but some good options that most people have already in their home apothecary kits would be like lemon, lavender, and peppermint. I actually have a PDF that shows 101 things you can do with just these three oils, so you can do a lot with three oils. It's a great place to start. But pertaining to the topic at hand, if I were to start with just one, then I would recommend a blend of immune oils that's already pre-mixed for you so you don't have to mix them up yourself. Blends are great because there's a synergy to them and the oils in there complement each other. So there are a few great options. If anybody wants any recommendations, you can reach out to me. But for immune blends, I would say I love the ones that would at least have cinnamon, clove, and some sort of citrus oil like wild orange. The rest of the oils in the blend may vary, but I would say those three are super important. I'll tell you why, but you could just add a few drops of that immune blend to your diffuser to purify the air and again, eliminate those airborne pathogens. And you're going to have that diffuser in your main areas, right? Where you spend the most time, where your family hangs out. So probably the kitchen, living room, dining room, this diffuser is going to disperse those oils aromatically and everyone's going to benefit. So it's getting it around you. Next, you can get it on you. You can take one to two drops of that same blend, dilute it with some sort of carrier oil, like the coconut oil or the jojoba oil. And you can put it on the bottoms of your feet and along your spine at night. So you're getting it on you. This is going to aid in the circulation of blood. It's going to help stimulate that immune system and create a very unfriendly environment for any bacteria or viruses that won't be able to thrive. The reason I love clove is because it's super high in antioxidants. So remember those good guys I talked about, it's off the charts. In fact, I don't know if anyone's heard of the ORAC scale, but it measures the antioxidant capacity of different foods. And so just to give you some examples, blueberries, right? We're all familiar with blueberries. They score 2,500 on this scale. Carrots score 250 and clove essential oil scores over 1 million. Wow. That's an incredible jump. I know. So you think like, oh, eating blueberries and carrots, right? Well, how about just putting a little bit of clove oil? You don't even have to do a full drop with a carrier because it's a hot one. It's a spicy one. And then, yeah, it's the highest scoring single ingredient ever tested for its antioxidant capacity on that Oryx scale. So that is, yeah, just incredible of like, that's such a big jump. It's not just like, oh, by a little. Right. It's very, very effective against bacteria and viruses. Wild orange helps boost the immune system and support the cells. So that is high in a compound called limonene. It's been shown to naturally support the body in production of glutathione. Now, maybe you've been hearing a lot about glutathione lately with the current health situation. (laughs) And for good reason, glutathione is one of the most critical antioxidants and every single cell in your body is dependent on it for cellular protection. A lot of us are deficient. Some areas like the liver, colon, and brain are often deficient and it's critical for supporting the body's immune system. So they've actually shown that people, I want to say maybe it's like a third of the population. I'm not sure on my exact numbers, but a lot of people can't even effectively create glutathione in their bodies. And so they have higher rates of serious illness and death from the current respiratory infection when they have low levels of glutathione. So I'm not giving medical advice or saying that wild orange is a cure, but I'm saying that everyone can benefit from a little wild orange to stimulate their immune system. And it's also great for reducing stress. That's so easy. 
just to be like, yeah. okay, if I just use a little bit of wild orange, let's see if yeah. this helps my body out and helps my kiddos mm-hmm. out. It's not mm-hmm. too big of a step. Yeah. So there's clove, wild orange. And then the last one I want to talk about was cinnamon because it's a spicy oil. Again, it's a hot oil. You're going to want to definitely dilute any oil that's like cashew, clove, cinnamon. Those are hot oils. But cinnamon creates conditions where unfriendly viruses and bacteria cannot thrive. And so the most important function that they perform is that they can clean the receptor sites on our cells. So our cells talk to each other, right? Without clean receptor sites, they can't communicate. And the body malfunctions, and then we get sick. We don't want that. So if you can combine these three oils together, right? Clove, wild orange, and cinnamon, and probably maybe if you want to add eucalyptus for respiratory or rosemary, right? For cellular, there's blends already pre-made for you. You don't have to think about this. This is just why I like these three, at least in an immune blend, because they're powerful. And again, you can dilute it at the bottoms of feet at night. And you can kind of get that holiday smell this time of year while getting an immune boost at the same time. But this is one I would put a drop in water and gargle if I had a sore throat and my kids will do that as well. Now I am like, I feel safer using an essential oil with my kids than I do an over the counter. I'm just that type of person. So I'm like, let's also taking you a shot. Let's put a drop in water and have you gargle with it. And I just (laughs) wait for the reaction. Right. Um, so I do this pretty young with my kids, maybe like five or six. So it depends on if it's like with my four-year-old, I have made her the cough syrup with the lemon and the lavender and she didn't like the peppermint. So I just, I'm like, okay, well, she doesn't like the peppermint. So I just do lemon and lavender with honey. And so she'll do that just to kind of help calm the cough. But yes, I do use oils internally with my children. But one of my members in my community, she has a compromised immune system because of having to take immunosuppressants, but she stayed hundred percent healthy so far this past season, thanks to the immune blend and the oil supplements and probiotics I mentioned earlier. So it's awesome that you can do both modern medicine if you have to, and then you can support even maybe what that modern medicine is having a side effect, right? It's suppressing her immune system, but she's able to counteract that. I think it's super helpful because over time, as you've said, you slowly are understanding essential oils a little bit more. It's hard to just jump into the deep end of the pool. So as you're using some modern medicine, let's say, and then you start to use a couple different blends and a couple different things, and you're like, okay, this is helping, this is working. Let me see what else would help and work. You're kind of like working yourself in and still using some modern medicine, but slowly replacing that or slowly Mm -hmm. walking through those steps. Yeah. There's no right or wrong, black or white at all. And our first kind of introduction to more natural products was, I don't know if anyone remembers this, it's called head on. And so you'd rub it on for a headache, you'd rub it on your head. And it was like this little stick that had I don't know, some sort of probably essential oils or something in it. And so we would use that. And that was before I even knew about essential oils. And so same idea, you're taking one thing and not using that for a while. I'm not going to go to that for a while. I'm going to use this other thing for a little bit, but yeah, great. I love it. Just to try it out. Hey mama, this episode is sponsored by my favorite product line. Whether you want to gain more energy, better sleep, be in control of your health, or lose five or even a hundred pounds, this inexpensive wellness program has proven results time and time again. My friend just lost about 70 pounds and another one of my friends lost about 80. You have access to a personal coach who walks with you 
a connected community, easy, no hassle meal prep, and lots more help along the way. What more info? Shoot me a DM, Facebook message, email, or check out my website, The Busy Vibrant Mom. What are you waiting for? It's so much fun. It's time to invest in you. Now with that, what kind of essential oils do you use to clean your house, specifically the surfaces? My thought was just like, okay, so we're doing all we can to help our kids internally and through the air of what we can do to help them. But what can we do to prevent, you know, kids are super grimy and they come in with grimy hands and they've been all over the place and they lick their fingers and touch their toes and there's (gasps) all kinds of germs everywhere. And so what is a way that we as moms can prevent those germs from living on the surface all over in our house and that we can do a good job cleaning and making sure that things are at a good starting point, I guess, so that you've done all you can to help your kiddos be as healthy as they can doing what you can to get your house as healthy as it can so it can start at kind of ground zero before it gets too gummed up with small children yeah definitely and my husband didn't really believe in the science behind essential oils when we first started transitioning to all diy recipes that was about yeah almost a decade ago It took him a while to shift his mindset. So even with diffusing, he fought the idea that it would eliminate bacteria in the air, but there's tons of science that proves it's effective. And with lemon oil in particular, there's studies showing that diffusing, it could kill some pretty tough strains of bacteria in as little as 15 minutes. So diffusing is going to end up affecting your surfaces as well. But unlike harsh chemicals that are going to cause respiratory irritations or headaches or watery eyes or allergies, right? this negative effect on our body. When you have a pure essential oil, we want those health promoting benefits because we don't want to use this. We don't want to go from one synthetic to another. They're excellent for fighting germs and would actually help improve your respiratory if you're using a pure essential oil and help protect your cells and boost your mood. And so if you look at lemon oil, again, for example, it's a citrus oil. So it's very high in that compound, right? That helps support immunity, but it makes it a great cleanser, a cleaner and astringent and just helping with bacteria. And so lemon oil is one of the most widely used oils for cleaning in our home. Actually, there's tons of research for improving your mood. So you're going to be in a good mood while you clean too, right? Sign me up. But studies show- Who doesn't want that? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Your husband will be like, oh, I'm going to get her some more lemon oil, but it helps you like it's has antidepressant properties. They've done studies on this. It can reduce anxiety and helps boost both serotonin and dopamine, those feel good hormones. So you're not only able to clean effectively, but you're also doing a positive thing for your health. I don't have to worry that my kids are like taking a bath while I'm cleaning the bathroom or the toilet right next to them. They can clean with me and they love it. They love cleaning. And I would typically normally in the past have been like, oh no, you can't clean with that. But that same immune blend I mentioned above with the wild orange and the clove and the cinnamon, I use that to clean my counters and sanitize my surfaces, even in the bathroom. You can replace all your conventional antibacterial products like your hand sanitizer, your soap. You can, we'll just say even spike your soap if you add this blend to your soap. They can get that on their hands while they're washing. We make our hand sanitizers with it, our cleaning sprays with that blend, and it's going to help with that not only killing the bacteria, but it's going to help stimulate your immune system. So the blend that I use, it has a couple more oils besides the clove, cinnamon, and wild orange, but it's been under the microscope so much. A microbiologist studied it for its antibacterial effects. And so 
this is going to blow your mind. She took three drops of this blend, only three drops in a 32 ounce glass bottle filled with water. So 32 ounces of water to three drops. That's pretty diluted. And she sprayed hard surfaces with it and allowed it to air dry. Then she added this suspension of microbes and all this other stuff to the surface. And she allowed that to dry too. And so with her research, she went back and swabbed the surfaces every day for seven days. And even after seven days, there was still not any organism growth. And it's crazy. Yeah. Like we know that some organisms can live on surfaces for 14 days or longer without a food source. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah. So this is awesome news for us parents, even community members, because these organisms, like you said, they can be acquired from everywhere and they cause a wide variety of health issues and can even be slow to respond to traditional medical methods. And right. so diffusing, of course, but spraying your surfaces with this sanitizing spray and just letting it air dry. There was a school that started diffusing this blend actually, and they couldn't figure out why their science lab down the hall couldn't get anything to grow in their Petri dishes. So it does affect large areas and it works. It's very cool stuff. But That's we use awesome. this blend, yeah, as our surface cleaner, our sanitizing spray. We actually even put it in our laundry because you can transfer bacteria from load to load if you aren't using something that kills bacteria. But what you would ask for spraying the surfaces, I would say once a week, maybe just before bed. So you can allow it to air dry. So you've got your little sanitizing sprays made up and then you spray your surfaces and let them air dry at night. I would do that once a week. There's also great info on PubMed about how effective this blend of oils is even at high dilutions against the H1N1 virus and stopping it from replicating. So really good stuff. If anybody wants that, you can message me. But other good options, lime is good. Cashew, that's in the same family as cinnamon, lemon, eucalyptus, tea tree. Those are good options for cleaning as well. So are these already, is there a blend that you would just mix with water or is it that you would mix like these three or four different essential oils with water? Some of the companies have, I mean, the company I work with in particular, we already have them pre-mixed. So whatever company you are using, or I would just recommend you give me a call or <laughs> reach out to me so I can connect you with the good stuff. But yeah, they're already pre-made. Okay. Great. Yes. That would be super helpful because yeah, I was just thinking we need like a spray bottle under every sink. And so like, as you said, once a week, we just spray everything down. Now, do you usually wipe it down after you spray or do you just spray stuff down and like, just let it dry? We do both because we do use that same spray as our regular everyday surface cleaner, but I'm wiping it. I'm not letting it sit on an air drying. There's like crumbs on the counter. There's peanut butter. There's jelly. There's like gross stuff. I'm wiping it. I'm spraying and I'm wiping as my daily. But once a week, I recommend spraying your doorknobs, your phones, your surfaces, like those high traffic areas. You know that right. you're going to be able to get that seven days of no growth when you let it air dry. Like the banister. Like all those spots you see your kids touch along yeah. the wall. It was and like, not only did it kill what was there because she had that suspension of microbes, but nothing was able to grow. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Now, does that also work if you would put it like on a granite surface? Does it hurt the granite or the stone? I don't have granite surfaces. I would imagine if it's sealed, it's probably okay. That's a really good question. If it's not sealed, I don't know. <laughs> A good question. All right. Do you, un, do you have granite countertops that aren't? We doable? do in our kitchen. And that's mainly where I see like a lot of the traffic 
in our bathroom, we have like just regular stone, which should probably be fine. But yeah, I was just wondering if there's a more of a porous kind of stone, if that would be a problem. Yeah. I'll look into that. That's a good question. Cool. Oh, so many wonderful things and so much wonderful information. Thank you so much for telling us the science behind things. For our last question, don't get too excited, but there's so many fun things about oil. We could just keep going. What are your must-have basics that keep your family healthy and keep you and your kids recovering quickly? We touched on a few of these oils that you love or ones that you use all the times, but what are your basic go-to ones that you would have ready to go for you and your family? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, and I would even just go back to the foundation of those essential vitamins and minerals and nutrients because we need the building blocks on that foundation. We need a strong foundation in order for the, I mean, essential oils work and they're awesome and they're amazing, but they can do so much more when they have the proper building blocks in place to work with, right? Right. Um, Essential oils are kind of bossy, so they can tell (laughs) the body what to do with those things. So I would say doubling those vitamins I mentioned, the D3, the C, the zinc, I mentioned gargling with the colloidal silver. That's something we do first thing with our kids. If they are starting to like get a sore throat or whatever, you know, we're like, Oh, okay. We know we need to up their doses, but then using that essential oil protocol along their spine, I have a biofeedback scanner and that helps to see what oils would support their body the most in that acute situation. And so the scanner is an investment. It actually took me about six years to pull the trigger on that one. Oh, fancy. I know. I didn't want people to think they had to have the scanner in order to use essential oils, but it is really nice to look specifically at what my children need. And this is a crazy stat. There are seven octillion atoms. That's like a seven with 27 zeros. in the human body and each one contains positive and negative ions and so we're electric like we are electric in nature this scanner uses its common medical device and like fitness device technology to determine these small changes in the body these little small electrical pulse like changes it's sending it out and your body's responding back and so this prioritizes and ranks those essential oils and supplements in order to what their body is like i'm i really need this right now So I find it an invaluable tool in the moment with situations, again, where I need to know exactly what's going to bring their body back into the balance. The quickest, the scanner has paid for itself time and time again with what would have been doctor visits or ER visits that were avoided. And I love that I can just keep scanning them as they progress through whatever it is and keep supporting their body as they, again, move forward that situation. How long Um, does it usually take between scanning? Like if you scanned one of your kids and they were deficient in, let's say, zinc, so you gave them extra zinc, how long would you take before you scanned them again and like check? Is your zinc level okay? It doesn't do just random supplements. It only is programmed to work with the company that I chose, which is the company that I work with. So they load each of their products into that database, so to speak. And so that's what the scanner is checking it with. But with an essential oil, I mean, our bodies are dynamic and they're always changing. I could literally scan them five minutes later and some things are going to shift up or down or some things are going to be repeated. It's not really meant to be like a minute by minute thing, but I will like scan them day one and then I'll scan them day two and be like, how much did it shift and change? Are they still in like the, we need to be doing like the killer oils, so to speak, that are going to like kill the bacteria that are in their body? Or are we in the more like purifying cleanse where now the body needs help flushing it out and purifying and cleansing and purging. Right. So 
I use it for that progression of, do I still need to be using these super spicy oils? Should I switch to more maybe like citruses that are going to help flush stuff out and cleanse? But yeah, that's what I use it for. And so if we have any medical professionals listening, this is maybe going to sound very elementary, but to kind of prove out this like essential oil hubbub, let's just go back to biology 101. Okay. Everybody picture an M&M with an outer candy shell. And then let's pretend that this is a cell in your body, right? So we all have this oily membrane that goes around our cell. And this is the candy shell in the M&M, right? That protects the inside. So that oily membrane protects the cell and it keeps all the good things in and all the bad things out. Now, two things that are harmful to our cells are bacteria and viruses. Bacteria usually stay on the outside of the cell, but and viruses replicate the DNA on the inside of the cell. So bacteria on the outside, viruses on the inside. And let's say you went to the doctor for a bacterial infection, right? What would he typically recommend for you? Probably like a, why am I blanking? <laughs> Probably some kind of bacteria killing stuff. Like one of our kiddos is allergic to it, so he can't have to very often, but the stuff that would come yep. like in a pink container and you'd keep it in the refrigerator. Yeah. Like an antibiotic, right? An antibiotic or like a, yeah. 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 And so I'm not saying antibiotics are bad, but after taking that antibiotic for seven to 10 days, in most cases, right, it might clear up the infection but it often comes with wreaking havoc on your gut and your hormones and your immune system. And so it has these side effects that we have to deal with later, right? Right, because it's killing um, other things too, probably while it's yeah. killing the cells that are infected. Anti-life, right? Antibiotic. So it's not really differentiating between what it's killing. And if you had a virus, like a cold or flu, what would he say? Drink lots of water, rest, let it run its course. Basically, there's nothing we can do for you, right? Right. But- your medicinal or pharmaceutical quality essential oils can help stop the virus from replicating. Unlike modern recommendations, which are water-based and synthetic, they can't penetrate through that oily membrane. Essential oils are different because they are oily-based. They have like the password. They can permeate that oily membrane and they can work on a cellular level inside the cell without side effects. So they I work on that. the outside and the inside, which I love. Yeah. And that is why they're often more effective than the modern approach health problems. And plus nature is always adapting, right? So pure and potent essential oils can do a lot of things that modern medications are limited to by like resistant strains, right? We're starting to see this more and more, and then they have to use stronger and stronger antibiotics. And so for those of you that are listening and we're curious about the efficacy and what essential oils can do, I hope that was helpful for you. And let's not forget about just the power of good old fashioned homemade chicken noodle soup to help us recover quickly. Like love my that. daughter swears that is like the best thing <laughs> ever. Asks for it, and I'm like, yes, I can make you some chicken noodle soup. And she always perks up, and it, I don't know what it is. It's like that good old fashioned homemade, not mm-hmm. canned, homemade chicken noodle soup. Homemade chicken noodle soup, or our kids like hot apple cider if their yeah. throat hurts or anything. Yeah. Sometimes they'll have tea. They're kind of branching out, but right. um, they're mainly like me. hot, warm apple cider, something warm to go down. Yeah. That reminds me too of like, just with food stuff, like something that we, I think what we take out just as much as what we put in is helpful. So I just want to share that we do eliminate any mucus forming foods like dairy, sugar, red meat, eggs, flowers, and processed foods. Like it's that they can't have that stuff when they're sick. And they know that they get clear liquids, fruits and veggies, clean proteins, that chicken soup, smoothies. That's where that greens and veggies powder comes in because I'm able to put that in their smoothies. I can put the liquid vitamin C in their smoothie. I can put a ton of stuff in their smoothies and they don't even know it's in there. But we do take out, we don't want the body to be overloaded with mucus. Right. 
kind of like yeah. the brat diet of the bread, rice, apples, and toast. We don't do the grains just because they create more mucus in the body. So we wait till they're completely clear. And if they're not congested anymore, then we go ahead and add those things back in. Yeah, there's so many things that usually when they're sick, they don't want very much anyway. So you're kind of like chicken noodle soup and a smoothie and some hot apple cider. And what else can we get down you? Our kids like plain cereal or they're very into the plain stuff at that point because they're not feeling 100% and they don't eat a whole lot either. Usually when they are sick, their stomach and everything is a little off. They're just not as hungry as they normally are. Yeah. But I would just encourage everyone to take an inventory of what you're kind of to summarize this whole thing, right? <laughs> First, take an inventory of what you're putting in on and around you. Read the labels on your products, your foods, your over-the-counter medications, and then consider what pure essential oils you can start with to use for those things instead. You know, just start with a few. We live in a world that's starving for solutions, and I would love to help anyone that's interested become the solutions provider in their homes. You can tell it's something I'm very passionate about and you have control. There's so much you have control over just by making these simple swaps. So Michelle, I'd love to offer each of your listeners a free 30 minute wellness consult to help them create a 90 day wellness plan that fits their needs. The first step though, is to go to my website, HeidiBrom.com and click on essential oils and take that free 45 minute essential oils made easy virtual workshop to make sure you just kind of understand the basics. And then if you feel like essential oils would be a good fit, then reach out to me and we can take it from there together. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing all this amazing knowledge. I know, as we mentioned before, it's very timely because now we're kind of in flu fall season, but we're also still dealing with COVID and the strands of it. And I just have it on my heart for my listeners because I know a lot of fear can be wrapped up around all of this and fear can be wrapped up in now, especially if your kid gets just a little sick, you worry. It seems to be so much of a bigger deal before you were like, oh yeah, they have a cough or they have a sniffle. And now everybody is concerned and they're worried and they're freaking out. So I think it's just become a bigger concern on our hearts and a bigger strain and stress. Whereas before it was just, oh yeah, they're sick. It's fine. They'll get over it. Now it seems to be a fear-based. Right. Uh, it's like, worry. can anyone just be regularly sick anymore? Or is that like, right. not a thing? Right. <laughs> I totally understand. I, like, I just have a cough. It's not COVID. Mm-hmm. I just... We all are going to have some germs and bacteria that we're fighting off. So I think this is such an important episode for moms and to help them bring a little bit more joy to their life by knowing how to handle these situations, how they can make their kids a little bit more comfortable, whether it's using essential oils or using just some or knowing a little bit more about it, I think is a huge thing. So having that puzzle piece of knowing that you can do a little bit more, but that you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to be anxious or worried about these things. So thank you so much, Heidi. And my pleasure. People have to just go back and listen to it again. That was a a deep dive, but I feel like it's so important to know, at least for me, I'm like, well, why, why should I take that? Like how, how does it work? 
Definitely. So definitely play this episode again, (laughs) listen to a bit more and go visit Heidi. She is the host of Covered Beloved podcast. And also you can find her on HeidiBrahm.com. It's H-E-I-D-I-B-R-A-M-M.com. So thank you, Heidi. Have a good rest of your day. And thank you girls. Until next week, we will talk again. Thanks. If you like my mom's show, please leave a review, post a screenshot in your Instagram stories, and tag her. Pretty please. Hey, if today's episode was meaningful to you, please share this with others. Take a screenshot, tag me, and post it in your stories. Together we can change our day, spread joy, inspire others, and be a better version of ourselves. Until next time, keep laughing and smiling. Come join me on my Facebook group, The Busy Vibrant Mom. Thanks!